0: Hello and welcome to the Biztrepreneur podcast. I'm Kevin Ross and I'll be diving deep into conversation with entrepreneurs, hearing their stories, the highs, lows, tips, tricks and tactics, and most importantly, to see where we can learn and hopefully be inspired. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Sarah Lynch of Ebb and Flow and Swim Buddies. Sarah tells us how she moved from Kerry to Galway, creating this swimming lessons empire and teaching hundreds of kids and also how maybe down the line, we might see swim buddies nationwide. Be sure to give us a tag on Instagram, ebb and, Flow, Podcast, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. And that's it, being okay with asking for help and realizing you don't have to know it all. And there are people that can assist you and guide you. I suppose between children and adults in the pool and see, we were seeing maybe 400 people a week c-o-v-i-d oh
0: stop it
1: <laughs> definitely in the the big picture of our journey that whole time was a big ah!
0: Sarah Lynch of Swim Bodies and and Flow Swimming you are very welcome to the Bistrepreneur podcast
1: Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. It's an honor.
0: I'm delighted to have another local Belly Duff <laughs> entrepreneur on the podcast with me.
1: We're producing good entrepreneurs in Belly Woohoo! Go on.
0: <laughs> and uh, look, I suppose before we get into anything, Sarah, look, just give our listeners a quick intro as to who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, so my name is Sarah Lynch and I am the founder of Swim Buddies. It's a children's learn to swim program. And I'm the co-founder of Edinflow Aquatics and that is an adults learn to swim programme. And we specialise in open water swimming, so outdoor swimming. And we're based in Galway. I've been in business just over 10 years.
0: I know Sarah locally, and also we used to go to the local swimming pool, Belly (laughs) Loughran. And okay. I like, I mean, I like, how many years ago is that?
1: Like, must be nearly 20 years ago, Kevin. Wow, I suppose it is. Well, maybe um, 15, 15, 15. to 20 yeah. years ago, yeah. yeah.
0: Ballylachran is now closed down, but that's where Sarah used to be teaching all of us and, you know, must be going to the pool. I mean, it's mad, like...
1: I had forgotten that. Yeah, that's madness, Yourself you know? and your cousins, yeah.
0: So, I mean, going from there, right, to moving up to Galway and to going from being, having waiting lists and being booked out for the swim buddies for kids all over Galway, I mean, wow. So, like... Look, just bring it right back to the start. Where did Swim Buddies begin?
1: So I have a background in sports and exercise science. I did, I, I studied in Tralee in the Institute of Technology. I kind of specialised in aquatic therapy and adapted physical activity. They would have been my kind of, I would have been drawn to that. I did the aquatic stream. And then for my thesis, I did uh, the psychological well-being of adults with physical disabilities. So I've always... People and water have always been two things that have been really important to me. Oh, okay. Previous to college, when I just did my level one swim coaching, I started in Barry Loughran, did some lessons there, the outdoor activity side of it. But then when in college, I did my work placement in Enable Ireland. So again, I was working with kids with physical disabilities and I would have worked with the physiotherapist in the hydrotherapy program. So right. I did that for a few years. I got a little, I got a part-time job in college working in family support and I worked part time at Barry Lockard as well, still doing swimming lessons. And then the embargo hit back in two thousand and nine, so the HSE kind of were cutting a lot of the jobs. So I was back down to like, you know, four or five hours a week, and I just wanted a change, so I took off on some travels myself and Miss Bunyan. Yeah. <laughs> um, we decided to go off on a year just just to do a bit of exploring. We started off in San Francisco. Um spent a couple of months there. That was for Sinead because she was big into football at the time. Um and then we moved on to to New Zealand. Yeah. And I stepped foot in New Zealand and I was like, why haven't I been here for years? I just felt so at home there. Loved it. Um instantly loved it. Loved it. And it was just I had been on many holidays before, but it was the first time being so far away from home and really like just exploring a different lifestyle and a different way of living. So I stayed in New Zealand, Sinead went on to Australia. I spent about 10 months there and again, loved every minute of it. But my sister was diagnosed with cancer while I was there and my father was kind of going to test for Alzheimer's. So, you know, these life events kind of push you to...
0: Yeah, like they push you to, I suppose, reflect on your own life or reflect on yourself. I suppose like in those situations, all you could do is just take it as it comes
1: take it as it comes so I was like I I need to get home mm-hmm. so we came home through Thailand we had a great time on the way home <laughs> but I was like what am I going to do I you know I didn't want to go back to and actually Belly locker night closed down in that time so I didn't I didn't I didn't want to go back
0: home and you're leaving this special place where you're actually loving New Zealand yeah and you have to come home yeah you
1: know. and it totally it made me it I found a part of myself If that that might sound a bit mad but you know you just discover parts of yourself and I felt like I'd really grown up in a way yeah um so anyway I was in an an internet cafe in Thailand and I was texting or emailing my sister Katrina going what am I going to do with my life you know so she had just started working in um a brand new facility called Ocean Fitness which was a gym attached to a, a hotel but it was Especially the fact that it had a 25 meter pool and it also had a hydrotherapy pool, which is a warmer pool. So she was like, why don't I ask and see if they have any part time work? So tech emailed me back a couple of days later, said, yeah, look, there's some swim teaching work here if you want to do that. She said, it's only random, but look, it's a start. You'll take what you get at that stage when you're coming home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. So I got home on a Wednesday and that Sunday I drove up to go away. I left at six o'clock in the morning. I thought for a few hours. Came back down. I did that for a few weeks where I was traveling up and down. Whenever they needed me, I was just like... Up and down to I Kerry? Up and down from Kerry to Galway, yeah. Wow, okay. I might it might only have been an hour's work, but I, I just did you, it. You and sometimes to... I'd stay with my sisters or whatever. But yeah. So that's how it started. And then some parents asked me to take their kids on privately and kind of set up an agreement with the manager at the time. They had offered me a job, um, a lifeguarding job, because I still had that qualification. I was just like... I just I don't want to go back to sitting in a chair yeah. <laughs> looking at people. want something a bit
0: more exciting. Yeah,
1: a bit more exciting. So it just snowballed and people were coming from all directions. Adults, parents, grandparents, children. I and love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. I just kept doing it because I loved it. I really did. It took off from the hotel swimming pool. Yeah. Now it's a private members club as well, so it's a Salt Hill based side of town. So you have a good catchment area. Okay. yeah it just took it just took off I just so I was operating under my own name I had cereal in swimming then I I branded myself I was you know six seven days a week could be in there at six o'clock in the morning I could be there at eight nine o'clock at night wow you know my day was so long it wasn't straight through but then it it started to become that because you have calls in between. You have you know planning, membership, organizing yeah.
0: appointments, everything like that. And like, look, this is getting exciting already now. And before we move that, <laughs> where did the whole love of I suppose sea and water come from?
1: Yeah, we grew up next to the water. My mom's from the Iron Islands. I think we spend a lot of summers out there. So, it it's kind of just in our in our blood. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's it runs through us. Um, to be completely honest, I think growing up by the sea definitely has an impact on on our love of water but also I think we ate too many sandwiches at the beach and I just have <laughs> I've, I had a real dislike of sand for so many years it's like oh god so I love the sea but not the beach
0: yeah yeah if you can go straight from the car back into the water that's water yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: so I love it here in Hill because it's you don't have to go to the beach. You can jump off the pier straight <laughs> yeah, down into it. Lovely exactly, job. yeah, into yeah, the tower. Very good. So, yeah, people and water. Like, I've I've always loved to swim. I never swam competitively. It was never like a... It was just a love... I just loved to do it. And then, I, I suppose, working with the Naval Ireland, I saw the benefit water had on people.
0: And then, okay, so you started getting loads of bookings. The form was hopping. You went from taking your couple of bookings to having a waiting list, you know? Mm. Like, how did you even get to that stage
1: um it was completely word of mouth it was completely organic i've never advertised to this day we haven't advertised stop it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've never had like a marketing campaign or uh now that's obviously all changing but no never had to formally advertise and i had been contacted by local papers and stuff if i wanted to put adverts in but there was no real point because we had no space for for people yeah So if you row back, like I got really busy, the phones were hopping, emails were going. So what I did is with the manager of the hotel at the time, I said, look, can I bring in another person to take some of this overflow? And he was like, absolutely. He said, I only want to deal with one person. I don't want to have to deal with. He had this. He wanted to deal with one personal trainer, one swim instructor one you know cl- class instructor yeah you, he didn't want to be dealing so he was like look if you can if you can find someone and they can take some of your swimmers on for you then I'm happy but I still just want to deal with you gotcha so I did that got a guy in and then another girl and then yeah <laughs> just kept 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 growing and
0: what was this time period from when this started to when you t- took on your first employee then so
1: i started there in 2010 and i think maybe 2011 or 12 i think i had two and then three and then in 2014 i was like okay i I was all over the place i did five week terms but like everybody was on different five week terms so there was no structure there was no system and everything was in my head like everything and and a black notebook Uh, and i thought
0: (laughs) at the start of the business you know The ideal situation is that every single person starts on this the same date for this term. But then when you saw a business coming, you just take it when the business starts and then they start to five terms. So it could be one this week and one the next week, one the next week. So the organization and logistics of all that must have been bonkers. Oh,
1: it was crazy. (laughs) Like (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking because I never envisaged it. I never, you know, planned any of it. It just kept happening. And when that's happening, you just go with it. But yeah, my mind, like I'd be lying in bed at night and be like, oh, shit, I forgot to ring that person and they need to go in at the three o'clock slot and, you know, like that kind of stuff. So I paw- I stopped and I was like, I got, I need help here. So I went to the local enterprise office Love it. and I had I got a mentor, a really, really good mentor. And he was like, OK, you just need to actually stop everything for a qu- just a week or two. He's like, you need to find structure here because he, I suppose he saw... He saw the potential where I didn't see it, mm-hmm. you know, I just saw people and places. And that's when I branded and rebranded to Swim Buddies. So I went from Serial Swimming to Swim Buddies and we put set terms on things, set prices. Then, you know, I went from one to one to two to one to three to one. So I was able to take three in a group, which was obviously more beneficial and probably better for the customer as well, because it wasn't as, as pricey as a as a one to one.
0: And it was more time effective for you then as exactly,
1: well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise with the instructors. So they were getting paid and they were paying me a commission and then I was paying the club a commission. So he was like, you, you need to just have one stream. Yes. You pay them. All of those things, which I never really took time to think about and just sitting down with an expert was like really really effective and helpful in the operation of the business
0: and you know the local enterprise office i've mentioned it on most episodes now so far it's just full of knowledge and these mentors are free you know um like you email and they're saying yeah no problem we'll set you up one for tomorrow or next week or whatever and they're just brilliant they're they go through the things as you said that you wouldn't know about it. and you and how are you supposed to know you know like it's not your business to know about all those different things and the logistics and the accounting and the finance and the managing yeah. of people and all that you know I had Caroline McHenry on last week and she said a big part of business is people and I mean mm-hmm. you know really how it works is when you don't know you have to just go seek help exactly you know and, and delegate yeah
1: yeah and that's it being okay with asking for help and realizing you don't have to know it all and there are people that can assist you and guide you yeah and it's far more time effective than trying to figure things out yourself at times you know they're there to support small businesses and they really do and
0: ebb and flow then
1: so that was 2014 when i rebranded and katrina was still working in the club at the time. And she was a, a supervisor through the club. They trained her up to be a swim, swim instructor as well. So then the next year, she, I had been coaching a group of, so I did a lot of adults teaching as well. And I worked for the club in doing a group like swim fit session where group of adults, they were, had a weekly coaching session. So their fitness was up. And Katrina has really been the, the sea person, the sea swimmer. Okay. She has always probably been, you know, most happiest in the sea. So we were kind of plotting and planning in the background. And we were like, she said, what do you think about bringing a few of those swimmers if they'd like to chance a, a dip in the sea? Into
0: the water, yeah, yeah. So
1: she came, it was the end of term, it was, it was June. She challenged them and there was about seven of them that said yeah. So we started, had a, a weekly session. It was a group swim. It was all about the coffee and cake afterwards. It was just, but it's a whole different energy you get from the sea it's a whole different experience it's a whole different type of swimming you need
0: well when the cold hits you I'm sure it's a different feeling then when it wakes you up like you know <laughs> oh, oh,
1: very different <laughs> so yeah then that just grew yeah legs
0: I'm looking at you here now smiling and you're, <laughs> I, I'm just waiting to see what are you going to say <laughs> next because like it really did I've been following it online and I've been talking to mutual friends you know and it went off on its own yeah like, you know it yeah. just took off
1: yeah so, oh, so it has. this down the
0: promenade? Yeah.
1: So based here in Salt Hill, mainly from Black Rock, the, the diving tower, or the one of the beaches down across from where the hotels are. Okay. So yeah, it's grown year on year. We obviously took a a break last, we couldn't run it last season, but we're hoping to get back up and running. We had um, a virtual evening last night just for a certain section of swimmers. And there was over 130 people signed up to just one. And we have another one tomorrow night. And there's over 80 people signed up. Wow, Sarah. To, wow, wow, wow. To do to, to it. Yeah.
0: And from those seven people, how long did it take to grow? What numbers did you get? Like, you know, was it that kind of that everyone just meets at a certain time? Or how or, or how did it work?
1: So it was, fairly, um, it was fairly free flowing the first year. It was kind of like those seven. And then, yeah, people got wind of it and then I think there was probably nearly 20 by the end of that season and then that was the focus then for the for for a lot of adults throughout the winter is to train and prepare and be ready for the open water so the next year yeah lots (laughs) (laughs) so we were still running we were still running our pool program we had our swim buddies going and that was growing growing so we've built up to like 12 13 instructors
0: wow okay
1: um just over two locations Salt would be our main one and we're at the other side of town in another hotel pool as well. I suppose between children and adults in the pool and see we were seeing maybe 400 people a week.
0: That is savage. So
1: it's a lot of people. Yeah.
0: So are you actually on hand now? Are you actually going into the pool, you know, managing this whole empire of swimming <laughs> up on Galloway? Or was it all the office work, the logistics of it?
1: Yeah. So I had to kind of split my time more Um I wasn't able to be on deck all the time and try and run it as well. So then C- C- Katrina actually came on board and she finished work in the hotel and we now work together so running cool. <laughs> the business. <laughs> so in 2015, when things kind of got um, yeah busier, she, she came on board, did a lot of the background work. And planning for the adult side of things okay. and then we took on an office an administrative person you know opened an office space but the office side of things you do you i did have to do them and obviously you're, you're people managing you're managing timetables and i could do it but it wasn't where my passion lay and the more i got pulled from the pool the more i missed what i did
0: so sarah where did Epp and flow go from there you had the people you had the crowds how did you grow it
1: so, um myself and Katrina would have done swim holidays with a company called Swim Trek where you go and you get coached and you're you're brought on these beautiful idyllic places. Love it. And then a couple of years some of the people that were swimming in the sea with us came on these holidays. We organized for them to go and we went with them, but mm. it was more of a social thing. Gotcha. So then back in two thousand and nineteen we actually ran our own overseas trip in Mallorca. Oh wow. Um where we brought a group of 16 swimmers it was a combination of pool and open water so there was a 50 meter outdoor pool and i, I didn't get to go unfortunately you didn't go on the end oh, no i didn't oh, i had a second baby and oh, messed up my plans <laughs> <laughs> you joke. saw lovely
0: pictures anyway of it and you were going- i did
1: yeah i heard all about it yeah and we were actually it was really successful you know people loved it it was the night a nice blend of a bit of training. But a bit of crack and a bit of fun and excitement. And we had, obviously, we had planned another one last year, which I was supposed to go on. We had doubled the numbers. We had two separate groups, two trips. So we were, I think there was nearly 30 people booked in. All booked, paid, you know, deposits paid. We had a waiting list and then it was all.
0: COVID hit. there we go.
1: C-O-V-I-D. Oh, stop it. (laughs)
0: And Sarah, how did you even adapt to COVID?
1: So... We were in the the middle of a term. We just went okay. This is kind of well outside of our control. What are we doing? Facilities were closed. I suppose one of our biggest kind of, we're at the mercy of facilities anyway because we rent premises. So
0: and you're in hotels, and if the hotels and we're are closed, in hotels, closed. and if the
1: hotels are closed, they're closed. And because we are external to the hotels, when they reopened, their prior we weren't a priority. So like we're doubly vulnerable in a way. Gotcha. But the ocean is there. <laughs> we actually just went, okay, this is an opportunity to finally pause, slow down again. We can't control what's going on. I made the decision to kind of as the weeks went on, I got a sense that this was this wasn't going to be a quick fix, quick turnaround. And we decided to refund everybody for what where they had paid up to you know for the lessons yes. because it was it was just a bit it was just clearer for us when we didn't know where what our situation was going to be so we cleared the books cleared everybody made sure you know that was as best as we could do for our clients
0: and all the 30 people that were going on the open flow yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah
1: yeah 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 and we were very, in a very lucky position to be able to do that. I mean, that was one blessing that we were in a good place as a business.
0: Yeah, I heard from um, Jenny Red Balloon. I had her on on episode three. She had gotten she everything ordered in and there was deposits paid for balloons. Like, I mean, across the country and all over Cork. And when COVID hit, like it nearly broke her. It nearly closed her down, yeah. you know, so she yeah. had to refund everything. People screaming over the phone looking for refunds, you know. I mean, it's so tough. It, it's so tough on a lot of people, and thank God, yeah. and you're blessed that you were actually able to do it. Yeah, you know, to have, yeah. be able to move on from that and say, okay, right, we've done that now. That's over and done with. Let's move on. You know, try to adapt with COVID.
1: Yeah. So what I did then is, when we didn't know, I reassessed and go, what do I want to do with the business? What do I want to do with my life? Um, I have a two-year-old, so you know, your life changes when you have children, and where i wanted to put my energy or my time into it going forward like how much time do i have swim buddies is like my first child really <laughs> it's like my real baby and it's kind of grown and in a way i feel like it's it's a teenager now and i kind of need to let it go a little bit it
0: has kind of made itself and it's kind of run yeah itself. yeah that's good
1: so what i did was i sat down and i was like well, what have i learned from running swim buddies the children's program especially what what is it that's made it so successful? So I kind of poured my heart out into a manual of everything that I've learned over the years and trying to package Swim Buddies as like a franchise type. Gotcha. Looking at the franchise model and like, is this something that can be implemented into other hotel pools where a facility may take it on? And I had looked in, we got a really good kind of software package to match. The service we provided was really good. One of the things we always were weaker on was our booking systems and... Kind of parents these days love to know what their child is doing and how their child is progressing, and we came across a really good software system that just matches what we do in swim buddies so i was I had put a lot of work into that it's not in Ireland at the moment, so it is a it's a booking system but it has a a parent portal as well and it has an instructor portal so the instructor can be at the side of the pool um with their ipad they everything is preset so i redeveloped our scheme our children's learn to s- learn scheme so everything is inputted into this system so they have a tick list if johnny put his face in the water today they can click it gotcha parent gets notification of that they say oh well done you know you did this today so there is real transparency between the booking side of it So the administration side, what the instructors are doing.
0: Even when the parent gets that notification on their phone, that's like, oh, yes, that's exciting, you know. And then then they'll tell their other parent friend, you know, and it'll just, and that's, I suppose, you know, that is a massive thing where you can see how it'll be worded out after that, you know, because that's an advertising scheme right there for you when that notification goes to the phone. Wow. yeah okay you're Sarah you're on a roll yeah girl. you're on a roll so you're on you a roll I don't, I don't know
1: <laughs> the industry is in a very rocky place yeah they were trying to get their heads around actually opening safely and how they would manage people so we were set to go back and run our own lessons in September but then it wasn't really working out in terms of the amount of work we would put in
0: it wasn't sustainable like do you know it wasn't it
1: wasn't sustainable at that stage and we i had a feeling that i just had this gut feeling that things were going to change again okay. so we were just about to take bookings we were just about to start up in what way we could and then i said let's hold off a week or two and then another
0: lockdown wow we had okay. another
1: hit and we we did decide as well last summer we probably could have run our ebb and flow sessions but myself and katrina she also has a little baby she's two now so we wanted to look at the both businesses and it's something they've both been quite intertwined yeah. over the years, but they're two very separate businesses and brands now. There was just too much uncertainty. The time and space, you know, we didn't plan it, but we were trying to use it to our advantage going forward as the businesses and where we see them. So we've rebranded Ebb and Flow Swimming. So it was Ebb and Flow Swimming. We've rebranded it to Ebb and Flow Aquatics because it's become a lot more than swimming to us. Swimming is obviously the main element mm-hmm. of it, but especially the outdoor side of it, you see the mental and emotional benefits it has on people and the impact of being in nature. And I think we have seen in COVID like sea swimming has just gone, like exploded. I live here just very close to the diving tower in Black Rock. And from six o'clock in the morning, there is a constant stream of people just coming 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 it's amazing and it's it's you know it's fantastic to see like what else are you supposed so, to do
0: so like i mean if it, <laughs> i know yeah if it's there and you're outside and you know and you're not going to be you know coming in contact with people directly you know so why not
1: yeah and we've seen the impact it's had on people's lives like i've said you know the friendships the community that's built the connections people have and when when you're when you like physically have to strip down and it doesn't matter who you are or what you do or mm. People don't even know second names, you know. It kind of takes away a lot of the rubbish that we hold on to in our lives.
0: A small little bit of a community that they just enjoy. And even when they go on the holidays, you know, it's people that have all something in common. and They all have the same interest. So that's it. You know, it's just easy going. It flows nice.
1: Yeah. So we're really, really hoping, and I'm sure it will, that we can get back. We have a plan in place to start in may depending on restrictions but and that's good all we can do at the moment is is plan for the outdoors there is just too much uncertainty with pools at the moment it's a better feeling to hold off and do what we can do now
0: so sarah look on every every episode i always say to people right you know um there is the lows and the highs of the business let's just go to where something didn't go right you know the blood pressure went up a little bit what was that time and how did you deal with it
1: um oh I suppose speaking of blood pressure (laughs) when you said that um before I had my little girl the pregnancy was quite difficult and then I developed preeclampsia which is high blood pressure so I was brought into hospital early I was supposed to have this lovely handover done I was supposed to have you know everything kind of prepped and prepared and I thought I was going into hospital for a night, and it ended up I came home six Three seven weeks, weeks oh, later. Six, all right, Grant. Yeah. Six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So nothing handed over. So I remember organized. being in the hospital with my laptop, trying to trying to do a handover to Katrina, and I was like, "Oh no!" You know, I was like, "Shit! What's happening?" I, it's gonna, you know. I, I suppose it wasn't a low, but it was a, a, panicked, a panicked time. A panicked
0: time, yeah, like a, a stress of the time that you need. Marcus. Yeah,
1: we, along with that, my little girl, she, she spent a lot of time in hospital after as well. So that completely took me away from the business, which I, I just didn't have the headspace to try and think of it. So you do worry then, God, how is everything? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. But you just have to, to trust. Yes, yeah, so that was a big... That's Kinda. definitely,
0: yeah, I didn't, you say it was a panic time, but that was a low, like, you know, I mean, that's you trying yeah. not being in full control and worrying about it, nope. you know, and like not being yeah. saying like, where's my baby? And Swim Buddies is your baby as well, you it's know, your baby. so yeah. you're worried about <laughs> two then, yeah, babies, this. you know.
1: And then poor Katrina, she was, she was worrying about me, she was worrying about my baby, she was worrying about the business, and she had her own baby. So like, yeah. definitely in the, the big picture of our journey, that whole time was a big...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And when you don't have something, a system set up that someone else can come in, and that's one thing we've really learned is that anybody should be able to run it. If if something has been run effectively and efficiently, then it should be easier for someone else to come in and kind of take over, which it wasn't at the time because there was still so much in my head. But
0: look, you learn a lot from but that anyway.
1: anyway. You learn, you live and learn.
0: Counteracting that with a total high of the business so far, you know what's been the moment where you've said, "Yes, this is amazing! (laughs) Wow, it's going somewhere," or it's just kind of like a peak, you know? Like, what was that moment?
1: Um, there's just something coming to my head, and like, it it wasn't a really big high, but I think it was just after the time I rebranded to Swim Buddies. So there was the new branding, there was the new logo. All the instructors had their white T-shirts on. All the children had their yellow hats on. I wasn't teaching I was on deck um kind of like supervising and I could see there was you know four instructors there working and it just looked really lovely and professional it was like oh that's this makes so cool you know yeah so that was kind of a it was one of the first times I stood back and went oh this there's something happening here this this looks good it looked really professional
0: that's such a nice image like I'm visually kind of picturing it in my head. Seeing yeah, all the little yellow yeah. bubbles around the water, you know, and,
1: and everybody it's, looked it's, so happy. You know, the, the instructors were really engaged with their swimmers. The swimmers were happy. It was just one of those moments where it was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs>
0: So Sarah, you've built your team up. You're clearly on a road to success. Um, There is so many staff underneath you now that are working and everyone's working as a team. How do you find that?
1: Yeah, I think growing the team and having um, the right people around you, something I'm really proud of, of the people that have come with us and proud of them for the journey they've been on. Obviously, pre-COVID, we had 12, 13 instructors, but our open water side of things, we have two main ladies that are really valuable to us and that have kind of been on a real journey one in particular Ashling she started off as a student took some swimming lessons okay. then came on one of the little swim holidays with us the first one we ran there was only four swimmers and myself and Katrina then after that she decided she was going to do her swim teaching and now she is pretty much one of our lead open water coaches and Just to see her journey and to see how she's developed and even now I'm learning from her. She's progressed so much. I mean that's just one. I I definitely think it's the people you have around you can lift you and help build a business. Because you can't do anything on your own. And having like-minded people that share your values and share your vision has been really important for us.
0: And so now that you come under the title as an entrepreneur, you know, (laughs) you mentioned something that hit me hard when you first responded to the text. You said... I don't feel like an entrepreneur now, you know, because of when COVID hit that the business is now closed. That took me back so much. And I said, you know, there's probably so many other business people around Ireland and around the world that are in the exact same position. And it's yeah. hard to say that, but that's the way it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I've ever felt like an entrepreneur, <laughs> to be honest. And now <laughs> oh, especially don't say that you're flying. <laughs> I'm just a swim teacher. Um yeah, it's it's a funny place to be because the whole ten years previous, your whole life is consumed with with the business and it took a long time to come down from that, to switch your head off to go, Okay, this, this things are, are not happening, they're outside of our control again. What can we do? And yeah, I suppose we definitely took the opportunity to pause. We had been blue arse flies for all those years and comes back to what values do i hold as a person in my own personal life and my family life and the values for the business and are they matching or blending and what do we, where do we yeah. want to be in the future because i've never actually planned i've just kind of gone with the flow
0: yeah well my next question is where's the swim buddies and even flow going what's the goal in the future where do you see it yeah. i know you mentioned
1: <laughs> i don't know yeah so i suppose um i really believe in the philosophies that we teach in, and and the ethos we have for both ebb and flow and swim Buddies. and I'd love to see that being spread across the country. So, I it's it's having the again the right support and the people. I don't know if I have the full capacity to be able to do that. I've poured my heart and everything I've known and learned into a manual and a training program. So it's 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 developing that. We don't know what's going to happen with the pools even in the next few months. I don't know if we can get back. Cool how we were but maybe this is something that facilities can take on themselves so that's kind of the vision for swim buddies and then ebb and flow is yeah get back to the sea get just get back up and running get back in front of people get that that vibe and that energy going again and to see where that takes us um it's very seasonal the open water side of things but we have kind of hidden plans and visions for that and to see where it takes us beautiful so stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned to their social media
0: <laughs> and look Sarah I suppose for someone starting out in business have you got any advice or someone that's already in business you know if they're setting an idea what do you say to that person
1: um, follow your heart trust yourself don't be afraid to ask for help and yeah make sure you have the right people around you that will support you and don't be afraid to fail
0: I'm glad you said that one yeah you know that, that's how you <laughs> learn that's how you learn and and you know you've already said you know when you don't know something just seek help and uh like a free way of going about that is just going to the local enterprise office and you've done that i've done that it's just yeah for sure i've done it many
1: times and they're the first port to call and for any 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 little thing or large thing
0: and you know some people might have this thing where oh if i'm seeking help i'm weak or that i'm not doing it right That's not it. Do you know? That's not how it works. That's not how it works, you know? No,
1: we don't all know it all. And normally when you're in business, you are really good at what you do. Doesn't necessarily mean you're good at running a business because they're two different things.
0: I ask this question in every podcast. Tell me something interesting about yourself that nobody knows.
1: (laughs) Oh God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I catch everyone out on this one. (laughs) Oh,
1: like some people know this, but I had this irrational fear of sunflowers. sunflowers (laughs) sunflowers <laughs> yeah they used to make me go like phys- feel physically sick from a very young age from like a child my sister um when she first moved to Galway one of my older sisters in her kitchen there was borders of sunflowers and there was sunflower tiles on the wall and I actually couldn't go into the kitchen <laughs> you were totally disgusted so bizarre you don't actually have to put that. <laughs> you know what it's so random I'm telling you it's, it's crazy like so I don't know where that comes from, what it means, but there you go.
0: So look, Sarah, thank you very much for being a part of the Bishop in Our Podcast. I'm really happy that you were that you said you'd be a guest. Thank you and, so uh, much, you Kevin. A great story to tell. <laughs> thank you
1: so so much for having me. I loved that. Great to chat.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the seventh episode of the Bistrepreneur Podcast. The podcast is just over a month old and uh, I thought maybe this might be a thing where I'd try it out, see where I'm going with it. But yeah, no, I definitely know I'm continuing with this. I'm loving it. It's hitting the business and entrepreneurship charts on the Apple Podcast app. Set your alarms for next Thursday where we'll have Kevin Owens of sneakercleaner.ie. Kevin started his business in school and yeah, you kind of get the drift. It's in the name look um if you have any suggestions about who you would like to see in the podcast dm me bishop podcast plus we're on instagram check it out bishop podcast give us a follow and also i'd really appreciate if you like subscribe rate review screenshot put on your story whatever it is all that good stuff and i look forward to being back on here next week over and out